In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we're going to line some things out, game plan style. Listen to topics. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's really about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Q Dog, in the Moran Family Studio, with my lovely wife, Jeannie. Hi, baby. Hello, honey. And here we go. This is the plan. The plan is for us to take the former episode. If you have not listened to it, it's listener topics. Um, crap, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Anyway, whatever the episode is before this one, go listen. If, you have, if you're jumping in on this one, hey, you can do what you want. But I advise you to go back and listen for some context. Otherwise, enjoy, reap the benefits of this great thing. So here we go. In the last episode, one of our listeners uh, sent us a message. Want to know these things. How do I, now fill in the blank, uh, how do I do things with intent and do them meaningfully and have it resonate with my wife? How do I make her feel heard? Um, how do I make her feel valued, which we didn't necessarily cover? Um, and then uh, how do I make her feel like her voice really does matter, like it's not going in one ear and out the other? And so here's where we stand i hope go ahead and listen but then at some point come back listen again with uh with a pen a piece of paper unless it's safe for you to just go ahead and get your phone out and make notes this is where it is i the things i really need for the both of you to establish start here now Jeannie and i um as is usual with us, we say we say things one way, and she's saying things another way, and we mean the same thing, but they don't say the same thing. Such she as life. She don't think like you. No, Lord, no. And in some ways, I am so thankful. <laughs> so I I said it's it's very important to establish this as a beginning. I love you. I want you, I want us. And then Jeannie won up me and said, more than I want you, I choose you. I choose us. And saying them out loud, I think I go with choose. It's better. So you win this one, woman. I wasn't trying to win. I just think when you want something, it's great. But when you choose something, that's when you're determined to do whatever it takes to have it, to keep it. Yeah, I guess for me, when I want something, I've made the choice already. But that doesn't mean everybody thinks that way. Thinks that way. So that's why I think it's better there. You choose. And look, today you choose to love your wife. Today you choose to love your family. You got to choose it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's an everyday choice. Every day. And it may seem like a lot of work, but it's not. It's not. It's not as much work as the alternative. 
is not as much work, just doing things intentionally, doing things on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. Anyway, let's get to it. So establish this. I love you. This is both of you. I choose you and I choose us. And then you go to the next step and it's like, I'm willing to dot, 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 whatever this thing looks like. Now, here's something. This is an understanding I want you both to establish as well. You can't fix it all at once. No. You just can't. Jocko Willink has a really good saying. You know, he's a military guy. Prioritize, execute. That, to me, makes the most sense. Now, I'm a guy that'll try to get too many things going at once. And, uh, yep, she's shaking her head. Um, probably not only in life, but also... <laughs> anyway, um, there is... A, there's like a method I've learned from the company I work for, which I think is very valuable, which is go narrow, go deep. Go narrow. Don't try to spread out too thin. Focus your efforts on one or two or maybe three at a maximum areas where you can improve and then go deep. You're going to go in there. You're going to you're going to get down in the mud and figure out what it is that you're working with. You just want to identify what where are we? So go narrow, go deep. It's the same philosophy if you've watched The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Aim small, miss small. Um, and then define what is the priority for you both. In this case, the example the examples given are the things that he's doing. He wants them to be recognized by her. He wants them to resonate with her. So the things he's doing, he wants them to... He wants her to see his intent, and he wants them to be meaningful, and he wants them to resonate. Now, that's a priority for him. What's And that's a priority for him to make him feel, and if I'm misspeaking, he will let me know, um, to make him feel like what he's doing matters to her. So in turn, she will understand that she matters to him the family matters to him yeah there's a flip to that because he keeps asking what can he do to make her feel valued what can he make her do to make her feel heard but at some point there has to be a reciprocation there has to be an acknowledgement that he's doing something or eventually he's gonna wear out because if it's not making a difference if it doesn't mean anything a lot of people especially if you're someone who needs the affirmation or you need the um the buildup from somebody else, if you need that encouragement from your spouse and you're not getting it and instead you feel like you're hitting a wall, you're doing all these things and nothing's coming back, ultimately, unintentionally, she's hurting him. Yeah. Because it, even when you did little things, at first it was hard to for me to accept it because I wasn't really sure what the intention was behind it. But then when I found out that your number one at the time, it's not now, but at the time was words of affirmation because you were trying to put a value to yourself. You were trying to feel like what you were doing mattered to someone, but especially that it mattered to me. I had to switch what I was doing. Yeah, I had to make sure that I acknowledged when you did something for me or if you were having a crap day and something was going wrong, I made it my intention to tell you 
I know this is crappy, but understand, I appreciate you going to work every day. I appreciate what you're doing for us. I know this isn't easy for you, but know that, you know, we appreciate everything. Letting you know that I had value in your time and your effort made a huge difference. Yeah. And in, if I remember correctly, correctly, one of the things that you would tell Rita was, if everything else is going to crap or I'm having, you know, stuff at work or what have you, but my wife tells me at the random moment I get a text that says, I just want you to know I love and appreciate you. I love my car. Thank you for working for me. Whatever it was, that just debunked everything else Yeah, that was going on in the moment because at the end of the day, you're coming home to me, not work, not the garbage going on around you, but me and the kids, the people that you want to mean the most to. Yeah, there there's two things. If our sex life yeah. is in a great place... And if you're acknowledging, you know, I hate to say it, but if you're telling me I'm a good boy, I feel great. I don't know what that is, but those words of affirmation do still mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And we've put the framework around these priorities based on the love languages, which I know this particular listener has gone back and they've done these things. So I, that's why it's important to establish What's a priority for you and what's the priority for her? And that may be thinking about the email. That may be one of the things that, um, although I know it wasn't top in the love language that they did, there is a possibility that affirmation is what's needed for her to feel heard and valued. There, there, may, need, there may be a need to hear that you appreciate and value more so than just showing. She might need the words behind it, too. So that's what you'll need to establish. Um, all of you guys out there, you want to establish these things. Why do you want to establish them? So that your spouse feels like they matter. They feel like they're a pri priority. I say that because that was Jeannie's, that's a couple of Jeannie's top things. Does she matter? Is she a priority in my life? Is she protected? Those those are things that are top on her list. So those are things that I endeavored to do. Some of the things I did, I didn't even realize I was doing them, but I did them. And she acknowledged it. And when she acknowledged it, I said, oh, crap, I guess I do that. And so I was intentional about continuing to do that. Yeah, once I acknowledged it and you knew that it made a difference, it was like, oh, now I'm going to do this because I mean to do it, not just yeah. because out of habit. Yeah. And, I, and that's important. So, And then you need to define what that looks like. Now, you as a listener, if you want to, not just our, our bro here, my bro man, who, uh, and he's not my brother, but you know what I'm saying. He's my bro because man versus marriage. If you want to send in some topics or some examples, Jeannie and I will talk through them. Nothing here says that we're going to get it all right. What we're doing is we're telling you this is what worked for us. Now, here's the deal. You watch a movie about a heroic situation. Um, and in two hours, two and a half hours, they take 20, 30 years of somebody's life and just box it all into a great movie with popcorn and soda and whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's kind of what you in this podcast, what we've been doing for the last four years, is we're taking that product of what we have become and we're putting it out there. 
but don't discount the work that we put in for Still a, do. for almost a decade or a decade and don't sell yourself short you're y'all you, are getting started you're starting something you're endeavoring to change that is a major situation people don't change they take the path of least resistance we hold grudges we get petty we do things like this this is just for some reason human nature so you have to define what that looks like that way you know what's expected if i don't know what's expected for Jeannie, i can't fulfill it try as i may i can't i'm gonna sit here right now i'm gonna do this again think about something whatever it is this is my best guess because I can't read your thoughts. Hockey. Nope. Oh, I missed it. I've too been bad too. It was a good one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pause the microphone. Uh, that being said, look, I'm closer to this woman than anybody on the planet. Period. You know, physically, emotionally, I can't read her mind. I make assumptions about her all the time because I'm in my own head. It's not fair to her. So you got to get these ground rules down. Define what these things look like. Then there's something, then the next phase of this is like you need, there are things you have to understand about what you're trying to do. Okay? Number one is you must create base level agreements. What the heck does that even mean? That means this. You cannot physically go back and change the past, no matter what it is you've done. What you have, what you're endeavoring to do is to iron those wrinkles out. If they are wounds, you're going to work on healing those things. But there's nothing that you're going to do immediately that's going to do that. It takes time. So what you're going to do is say, here's where I stand. If I... Okay, let me try it this way. Here's the base level agreement for us. Maybe you define it differently than we do. It's where do we stand? Do we it's, both want to fix it? That's the first question. Yeah, <laughs> and that comes up there like in the beginning there where it's like I am willing to blah. So where where do we stand? Where are we right now? Let's just get down to the truth of, of where we are. Let's open up. Let's be honest about where we are. And then what do words mean to you? Because here's what words mean to me. Because in the moment, all you're really going to have is your words. Then you follow those up by actions. And if, if you don't believe the words I'm saying, I'm losing. Now, if you choose to believe what I'm saying and I choose to do something different and we come to that agreement that here's where I'm at and this is what I'm endeavoring to do, and these are my words. I'm going to give you my words. I'm going to follow those up by actions. Then things begin to change. But if try as you may, whatever you say, your spouse is going to punish you over it or is just waiting for you to fail or et cetera, you're fighting a losing battle. Mm -hmm. And then where is our trust level? On a scale of one to five. I mean, this is very menial or ridiculous, but it's like, I think Tony and Elisa uh, kind of do this, you know. How, how One out of ten, where was I this week? That was hard for us. Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, 
how much do we trust each other? How much do you trust my words? You have to establish that. And just like your marriage, if your trust is a two out of five, okay, well, what, what does it take for me to get to a three? Don't try to jump directly to five, but what can I do to build this level of trust with you through words and actions so you know what to expect? And then from there, I'm really going to implore you, don't assume you know what the other person's intentions are. I'm big on thinking the best. Even though a lot of times when people are doing stuff, I might think the worst of what they're doing. But we're talking about your spouse. So establish that. Um, Don't assume you know. Ask questions until both of you understand. And don't ask those questions that send you into a circle that's like a Mm fault-finding question. That's not it. It's like, here's what I need. Okay, this is what I understand that you're saying. And I'm telling you, it's not as complicated the farther you go. The more you do this, you begin to develop your new way of communicating. So it doesn't seem like it's this scripted situation um, as time goes on. Because once you once you get through the throes of this, you know, Gene and I screw up still now. Mm-hmm. But at least we can say, oh, crap, this is it. Okay, here you kind of have to go back to blocking and tackling drills. Well, and once you get a handle on how you communicate, then it just becomes second nature. We're we're at a place now after 12 years, 13 years, whatever it's been, where we can stop and say, whoa, and we have buzzwords for each other to let each other know, hold on, we caught something, without necessary alerting everyone else around us that you did this you said this blah 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 correct but we also are at a place where if we screw up and we catch it we can turn around and go okay hold on wait stop this is what i said this was not what i meant i just realized how that sounded this is what i was trying to say did you understand that or did i do this wrong and now it's not a throw it back at each other or um because now we're at a place where we've established, I'm not trying to hurt you. You're not trying to hurt me. Sometimes crap happens and we do it anyway. Not intentional. Maybe it is intentional. Maybe yeah. I've had a shit day and it's just like, here it is. And I'll catch myself and say, okay, wait, th- this is not your fault. I'm having a bad day. I had to do it with the kids the other day. Something spun me and both of them just happened to be nagging at each other and I went off. And I got both of them big time. And then I turned around and it's like, okay, hold on, stop. Forget I said that. This has nothing to do with you. I'm going through something. Something's on my mind and it's bugging me. I shouldn't have brought those things out. Let it ride. You know, I didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry. I hurt you. Both of them were like, okay, cool. I acknowledged it. It was done and it went on. There was no other conversation needed. Whereas before it would have been this long, you know, I'd have to make it better because they can't let go of the hurt. It's just something that you establish over time. But in the beginning, this is not easy. This is the hardest part is establishing the rules, establishing that you can communicate, that you're not going for the jugular on each other, that you are going to be willing to accept what's said and not take it personal. And from there, it just becomes second nature. Now it's just natural for you and I to have a conversation, even when it's ugly. Mm Mm-hmm. 
we don't yell and scream and have a, a huge drawn out fight. Not all the time. Uh, even heated conversations. We never get real big on it. We've learned how to navigate without zinging each other, you know. That's all it is for me. And we're and and you know, I think the I believe we've established that, you know, mutually we're just, we're just not going to uh chew ice on the microphone, Genie. <laughs> we've established, you know, mutually so to speak that we're not going to punish each other with our words and our actions. We're not looking to punish each other. We're not looking to say, I won in this situation, even though I started this out with she won because of her word was better. That was, you know, playful, but. It's not about right or wrong at all. Not anymore. Yeah, if you're fighting for what is, if you're fighting to be right, you are fighting the wrong battle. Mm-hmm. It's fighting for what is right in your relationship. And right now, you're seeking to reestablish, no, no matter what you've done in the past, this is who we agree we are going to be. And we're going to lay this out. And not only are we going to lay it out, we're going to connect once a week to talk about how you're feeling, to talk about how I'm feeling about the situation, to talk about our relationship so that you are getting from this what it is that you desire. What do you need to make you feel A, B, C? And then understand this, which I didn't recognize until we began to have this conversation. It's something I knew, but I didn't recognize it until we talked about it, which is people change at different paces. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I knew that already, but it, it, it was kind of an aha moment for me to say, when you were crying, you know, in the chair saying, I need you. We need you here. Because I changed in that moment. Because I did, it doesn't mean that you did. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. But at least, at least we got on the same path and we started rowing the boat in the same direction. And that kind of brings me to the next piece of this is nobody's perfect. So allow for failure. Allow for forgiveness but try to stop expecting your spouse to fail. When you've reestablished these new lines of communication and what you are choosing to do with one another, when you bring that attitude to the table like, oh, I knew you were going to screw up. It's, it's what you've always done. You always, you always. That is not rowing in the right direction. No, and if you really honestly think about it, it's okay to fail as long as you learn. Mm-hmm. If you fail and you continue to fail because you're not changing anything, you're not learning anything. But if you screw up, own it, move forward, try again. But your spouse or I have to be willing to allow you to get back up, learn from it, and try again and not hold you accountable to what just happened. Not go back and say, well, you did this last time, so you're going to do it again. That is one of the hardest parts of getting through this is getting rid of the old expectation. Correct. Correct. And then, you know, do your best to, like, mitigate judgment or punishing that person. If your spouse is trying, if they are legitimately trying... 
Be a part of the solution with them. Acknowledge it. It goes all the way back to to the beginning of this when we're establishing these points. And it's like, I choose. I love you. I choose you. I want you. And the foundation of this very thing we're endeavoring to do comes from a motivation for us. It comes from a place of motivation for our relationship. Whatever I am doing, it is for the good of us. If I screw up, let's talk about it and let me figure out what it is I can do differently so that we don't continue to miscommunicate because we believe we want the same thing. But you both have to agree to that because I screw up too. She will screw up too. And oftentimes I worry that the guys hear this and they think it's all on them and she doesn't take ownership or maybe she's not all in the way that he is. You both have to have the same permission, the same acknowledgement. Because mm-hmm. she's going to screw up too. You're going to do something and, and chances are she's going to say something stupid because it's an old expectation. You've got to give her permission, but you've also got to take the opportunity to say, okay, wait, are you holding me to the past? Or is this something that is current? Because if it's past, we agreed we're not going to go there anymore. We agreed we're going to put that behind us and we're going to move forward. You both have to have permission and agree to take ownership and accept and acknowledge what both of you are responsible for. That's a great point. And I left that point out. What an idiot. You do have to give one another permission to speak into each other's life. You you, you have to give each other permission if one of you is being sharp and going in with a dagger. Me. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can be pretty sharp. I try to be very diplomatic, sometimes probably overly dip- diplomatic. But yeah, you, you must verbally, but also in your heart, give that person permission to be a part of this change that you're endeavoring to do. That's, that is going to be key to allowing this process to work forward. Y'all are going to do the work. Y'all are going to help one another heal. Whatever it is that's hidden in there for either one of you, you're going to have to face those things together. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. Jeannie in the last episode was saying she was working on her and I was focused on the marriage. That's not entirely true because I was focused on redefining my life philosophy. And as a benefit the work that we did in the marriage, it was initiated by me deciding to change as a man. And so that was that was something that was happening. So just make sure you know that. Um, some of these things you do have to change on your own. You got to be able to have some internal credibility so that you can, you know, like lead with confidence that you're doing the best that you possibly can, that your intentions are pure, that your motivation is your wife, your family, your relationship. And then you have to give each other these other pieces of the puzzle we're talking about once you've defined that. And, you know, the things you understand that will help you is just to create a base level of where you are. Don't take these things personal. Wherever you are, you are. That doesn't mean you have to stay there. 
So where do we stand? What do words mean to you? What do words mean to me? What is our trust level here? Stop assuming you know the other person's intentions. Even when you're right. I guess I assume that Jeannie's intentions are good. That's what I do. And if I have a question, I go to her and we talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I guess stop assuming that your spouse's intentions are negative. I mean, I'm sure the other can bite you too. But we're giving you some framework here. Ask questions until you both understand. Not in a crappy kind of way. Uh, not in a Karen sort of way. <laughs> um, acknowledge where you are now. Understand people change in different paces. Allow for failure. Try not to expect it. Try not to work with judgment and punishment. But know that you are both working towards the same thing. And then check in weekly. Sometimes things are going to be so prioritized, maybe hurt so bad, that you have to do it in the moment. But allow, give one another permission to speak, not to assume, not to attack, but to work hard on behalf of what is right for your relationship and not to make yourself right in an argument. Because then there's a loser. And I don't want my wife to feel like a loser emotionally. There you go. There you go. All right. That's us. That's his game plan-esque type episode for a show. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it. I know it's a listener topic, so that'll be in there somewhere. So don't play. Hey, I'm going to get it right. All right, my peeps. That is Jeannie Moran. I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.